0: Care professional expectations. This is a hot topic, so let's get into it. Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. I'm recording this episode in February of 2024, and I imagine if anyone is searching for paraprofessional expectations at this time in the school year, it's because things are not going so well. That could be because the school year had gotten off to a rough start and expectations were not clearly communicated. Possibly people were starting late, there were other things going on, or maybe those expectations were clearly communicated and they still broke down. What I want to do is move forward. Let's not worry about what went well and what hasn't gone well up until this point. Let's just get a fresh start. This also is really helpful if you're listening to this at the beginning of a new school year. In this episode, I'm going to be clearly listing out expectations that you can add to your list. But for a brief moment, I want to back it up and set the framework. It's very important that you don't feel the need to start from scratch. There are so many resources out there. There's expectations on TPT, in Facebook groups, and I'm going to link a blog post that is definitely going to help you out. You also want to see what's available to you at your school and district level. Is there a code of conduct? a set of procedures, or a handbook that is available to you, you absolutely want to reference those rather than reinvent the wheel or worse, forget something and not set up paraprofessionals for success. And that leads to something we definitely need to discuss, the topic of micromanaging. I'm sure we've all been in a situation where we've felt micromanaged and it feels awful. And you want to be really careful not to do that. But on the flip side, we have to clearly communicate expectations. I feel it's terribly unfair to another professional to expect them to excel in their role and then not even tell them what's expected of them. This reminds me of a quick anecdote that I wanna share. So when I was in school, we did five semesters of student teaching in the classroom. Actually, I think one semester was an internship. So we did four semesters of student teaching. And one semester, I was in a classroom next door to my friend. She was a student teacher also, and we worked with teachers who worked together. And they were definitely the micromanaging style, which was completely fine. They also had us do a ton of prep work. So they would send us to the teacher prep room We'd be doing cutting and laminating. But it almost felt like they set us up because we were not allowed to be in that teacher workroom. And we got very publicly addressed by the school and it was super embarrassing at that same school we had um, arrival time we would get there in the dark it was 6 a.m and we would always you park in the very back where there's open spots and we were not allowed to be parking in the parking lot we didn't know that either apparently we're supposed to be parking like down the street and it was such a simple fix but we didn't know and that wasn't the rule at other schools that we were at and again it was addressed publicly and it was super embarrassing. So I'm very sensitive to clearly communicating expectations. I want to set paraprofessionals up for success. I want them to shine and feel good because trust me, I did not feel good. I clearly still remember that feeling so many years later. If you are concerned about micromanaging, I think a good rule of thumb is that you can always explain why that expectation exists And how it supports, you know, the main goal of supporting students. If you can explain a why, most likely it's not micromanaging. You also need to be able to clearly define if an expectation is being met. It should be a yes or a no. If you cannot clearly define the expectation, you probably need to tweak it or change it completely. It should be a clear yes or no. Two more tips for expectations. And don't worry, I have this all on a blog post. I'll put the link in the show notes. Two more things. Number one, if you can provide an exemplar of the expectation, that would be so helpful. I know it won't be necessary if it's like, don't chew gum. You know, obviously you don't need an exemplar for that. But just the idea of thinking about an exemplar for each expectation can help you think it through, whether this is something that's necessary or not necessary. And the very last tip is, I think expectations should be across the board. So it's not like a us versus them. For example, if you are setting an expectation for the classroom, then everybody in that classroom should meet that expectation. So if you don't want to do it yourself, then think about whether that expectation should be on the list or not. All great tips to keep in mind as I run through this list of possible professional expectations. Starting with arrival procedures, what do you want to see all staff doing? For example, all staff will greet students inside the classroom upon arrival. Sounds great. Maybe you want it to be something different, but if you don't have it in writing and a paraprofessional is checking in folders or in the hallway talking with a caregiver, or family member, maybe down the hallway guiding students back to class, those are also all good things, but if you want them to be in the classroom greeting students, it needs to be in writing. Same thing with dismissal procedures procedures. An example could be all staff will accompany students to dismissal area and remain until the end of contract hours. Well, that's up for everyone's protection, students' protection, paraprofessionals' protection, and your own. You definitely want to have a statement in writing about contract hours. For example, all staff will be present and ready to work with students during contract hours. And you may also want to make a note of break and lunch times. Maybe you're not going to list what time a break or lunch time is, but the length of time, because we need to be flexible and we know how things go. You want to put an expectation about tardiness and what the consequences are. And you're not making up these consequences, but instead referencing the rules at your school or district where paraprofessionals come from a service agency. You want to reference the school safety procedures, make that available for paraprofessionals, whether it's posted inside your classroom or you can give a hard copy of the school safety procedure, bathroom procedures, a cell phone policy. Actually, let's go over the cell phone policy because I feel like that's a hot topic. An example would be, lead teachers will have cell phones on site for safety and instructional purposes. No support staff will need cell phones during instruction. Isn't that a nice way of saying, stay off your phone? And this is tricky expectation because there's many times that lead teachers do need their phone. It's how the school office will contact them or they're using it with a student as an incentive or a timer or for data tracking. And there's that fine line between do as I say and not as I do. All right, food policies. No staff will be eating in front of students except during indicated eating times, snack, lunch. Maybe you don't have this expectation because it is not a big deal. I found this to be really important for various reasons at our school. You definitely want an expectation with personal belongings, where they belong. And of course, you're providing space, like a locked space, of where they can put their personal belongings and a statement about confidentiality. I am sure I have forgot many things, but those are the key areas that I feel it is common courtesy to put those in writing. It protects the students and families, it protects paraprofessionals, and it protects you. Oh, and don't forget to put some type of statement about the school materials and the property. Remember my story about the teacher prep room in the parking lot? You don't wanna end up on a podcast someday. If you truly want to avoid conflict at all times with other adults, you definitely need to have clear expectations in writing. And if you really don't want to think about this ever, hop over to my blog post. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time in the Special Educators Resource Room. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.